Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 535 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by James and he writes, Thank you for your podcast. It has been a great help. I have played the piano for 25 years and the organ at my church for 17 but was only able to take organ lessons for the first two years. The rest has been essentially self-taught. Your podcasts have been very informative. My dream for organ playing. I know I will never be a concert organist, but I would like to be able to really make my church organ sound great and select unique registrations throughout the Mass. The three most important things holding me back. Over the years, I have basically settled for just a handful of different basic registrations for hymns without much uh, variety. My church has a relatively small 22 rank 2 manual Zimmer uh, pipe organ installed in 1999, which is almost completely enclosed inside an alcove and doesn't sing very well. The church is the size of the cathedral, but I'm afraid the organ is too small for the space. I have never had formal instruction in the theory of organ registration other than what I have learned on my own. I know the basics of building a principal chorus, understanding overtones and harmonics, etc., but my registrations are still very boring in my opinion. Again, thank you for your podcast and teaching, and I look forward to any advice you can give me, James. So, Osha, James has a problem with registration. He wants to make uh, his organ sound great and his registrations uh, to be unique, so to say. Well, don't we all want to do something beautiful and to register, you know, nice. But uh, the problem is that I think when you are asking about um, registrations and about how to register a certain piece or in general how to select the best registration, actually you need to, s- to give us the specification list of your organ. 
because otherwise we might be, you know, talking about different things. Because it's sort of hard, you know, to suggest something without seeing the actual stops. Mm-hmm. And even when having, you know, the list of stops, you still might, you know, need to adjust something. Because you really need to listen to the organ in the real situation. But I guess if, if you know his church is the size of a cathedral and it has only 22 stops, it might be too small for such a room. Another thing, you know, when you register, you also need to think about reverberation, if, you know, the room is reverberate or not. It also means a lot. But I thought, you know, about his asking how to increase sound of your organ. So, basically what you could do, either to add the manual couplers, or in some cases you would probably need to to play things an octave lower, that also might help sometimes. Because, for example, like, you know, we have so many organs built in organ bewegung style mm-hmm. that have these, you know, screamy, ugly sounding mixtures. Not all of them, of course, but, but most of them actually have. So sometimes, you know, it sounds nice when you play things an octave lower, when it has more sort of round and nice sound. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if this applies to him, because we don't know the specification, we don't know even the composition of the mixture, if it's a low mixture or if it's a high mixture. But in general what he can do is to thicken the texture a little bit, play with, I don't know how, how his um, organ technique is well advanced or not, but uh, he could play <clears throat> in more than four part texture more parts per chord right is that that's, necessary? that's possibility but it not always works but you know it's sort of he thinks that you know he sort of uh, registers pieces the same all the time like hymns mm-hmm. but i think it's it's not a bad idea you know because I think when you are working as a church organist, you develop some sort of routine and this is good. Maybe you don't want to know to experiment, you know, every time. And you need, you know, to be ready in advance. But of course, what could you do, you know, and we have talked about it actually in our previous podcast, that you could, you know, project, uh, let's say, the Cantus Firmus, on one manual and play, you know, other voices in another manual. And, you know, your cantus firmus could be either in soprano, as the most hymns are written, but you could also play it in the tenor voice. You know, and even in the bass, sometimes it works too. That would be also a possibility to do something different. Yeah, not only registration should change, but maybe the manner of playing. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, spice things up, make it more colorful and, and interesting. Maybe add some uh, non-chordal notes, like passing tones and neighbor tones, suspensions, reharmonize. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if he has some skill in that or not, but that could certainly be a possibility. And 20, 22 rank uh, to manual organ might uh, sound like, uh, I would say, maybe 8 stops per manual, plus uh, additional stops in the pedals. So if you have something like 8 stops in a manual, this could be like 8 foot principle, 8 foot flute, maybe a, a gamba, uh, maybe um, maybe 4 foot principle like octave, maybe 4 foot flute, right? And then what? Uh, two, 2 foot principle probably, super octave, and then uh, mixture, and a trumpet probably, what else? Maybe instead of a instead of a string stop, he might have a a fifth stop, two and two thirds instead of that on the first manner. I'm just guessing. Of yes, course. this is just a hypothetical thought, you know, because we don't see the uh, specification list. What else could he do? Because he wants not to to find new registration. Sometimes you might use only four foot flute alone in some soft interludes, for example. It works, it works nice, you know, if you have some sort of consona-like piece, which is a little bit polyphonic, and it has no uh, joyful character, joyful sweet character. You might, you know, try the four-foot flute alone. Or four-foot principle. Yes, or sometimes four and two, stops mm -hmm. if we are soft enough if not the two foot is not too screaming if it has a, a trumpet you would play the harmony with the trumpet as well in a festive situation yes or if you have a cantus firmus in the in the soprano you could you could solo it out take it on another manual with the reed stop or a cornet stop would work on the second manual, for example. In general, taking it uh, on two manuals, not on one, uh, gives more more uh, colorful options. Then, of course, your solo stop could could be played in the tenor range with the left hand. That's right, and we don't know if he has no 16-foot stop on the manual. But if he does, he might you know play some 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 music that you know he also on the two manuals, you no, know, and he could accompany with his left hand with a sixteen foot and eight foot, and you no, know, then add some some higher pitched stops on the other manual, you know, for solo voice. Or even reharmonize the the four voices or three voices: soprano, alto, and the bass, and play the pedal. With the reed, if he has like a eight foot trumpet, and in the tenor range, not in the bass range. And in general, if you know he has some assistance, I think it would be really nice if he could go, you know, and to listen to his organ from the side. Record himself. Oh yes, if he doesn't have no help, he might record himself and to listen to those various combinations. And then he might decide what you know what, what works and what does not. And in general, you no, know, if he uh, has a big crowd during mass, for example, 
then of course he needs to consider that he needs to use more stops than if playing in church alone because people will just you know eat up the sound right he doesn't say that he wants to be a concert organist right but it doesn't hurt to play uh, pieces that could be supplemental to the liturgy in addition that could be part of the concert repertoire but that could be liturgical chorales or choral preludes and with these you could experiment with even more colorful registrations that's right so i think that you know 22 rank instrument i think it's fairly fairly enough you know for experiments mm -hmm. yes hopefully he can take advantage of this and share his music with the congregation and hopefully get feedback nice feedback I know, but also you don't have to do, you know, experiments like to play with mixture stop alone. <laughs> that definitely wouldn't work. No, people with hearing aid will scream. So I guess, you know, the organ in general, in general is quite a conservative instrument. So you need to apply certain rules and, you know, not to experiment too much. All right, guys, this was with us. And Osha. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right, as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. 
Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.